Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Threads of Autism podcast. Thank you to all of you who are tuning in and listening. You do not have to absolutely tune in as they are released, usually on Fridays. Speaking of which, my last episode didn't release until Monday. I don't know if anybody noticed that. My mum, I'm sure, did. (laughs) Um, And that would be because of, you know, extreme negotiations with a 20-year-old editor of my podcast who is also my son and who has also recently, literally two weeks ago, been diagnosed with ADHD. How, how did I not know? I mean, <laughs> I'm supposed to be an expert. Anyway, uh, so many pieces falling into place now. Unbelievable, really. But yes, and I'm, and I'm sure a negotiation with a 20-year-old university student goes similarly for most of us. <laughs> Needless to say, it was a few days late. Apologies. So yes, you can tap into the podcasts whenever. They're always available and they're free from wherever you get your podcasts. Today is super exciting because it is my first guest. And I am going to introduce you to her in a minute. And her name is Kay. Her son is Isaac. And we are going to be discussing the topic of home education today. So Kay and I met, gosh, must be coming up for five years, five years ago now, four in a bit, yeah, at my very, very, very first event that I did for my business that I had literally set up a month before the event. And she came over to start chatting to me and it was just um, the story of things to come, you know, the people coming by and just having these incredible conversations. Kay was struggling and in a bit of a state of distress and frustration uh, with her son Isaac's school. And how much she was struggling and how hard it was to get the school to work with her and to understand her son. And of course, what we all usually go through as parents, you know, finding the right support, finding, you know, what works best for the child in school, um, understanding why behaviors were happening instead of thinking about consequences, etc. And she's been such a great support of Autism Threads. And I met her son, Isaac, back then, and we keep bumping into each other at various events, you know, at the Autism Expo in London. She always supports some of the other events I attend, always comes to say hello. Her whole family own t-shirts, which is just so super thrilling for me. And I saw Isaac again fairly recently, and it was just such a joy. Kay and I have met her for the odd coffee, and I've kind of dipped in and out of this journey to home education with her. But today we're really going to, you know, ask some more detailed questions. And All I can say from my side is that I just the difference in Kay, her husband, even Granny was there and Isaac just in their whole aura, their whole, uh, I don't know, light in their eyes, confidence, energy, uh, feeling relaxed, happy. Uh, you, You could just see it. It was really wonderful to see. And I'm so, so thrilled that not only Kay is going to be here today talking to us, but Isaac as well. So, without further ado, I will introduce you. You're going to need to adjust your volume, especially for when the guests are speaking. They are very, very low and quiet, and sincere apologies. It is entirely my fault, I think. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't click or deselect or select some special little speaker icon thingy on this audio system that apparently I was instructed to do. So um, sincere apologies, this is my very first one and clearly things can only improve from here. I'll do my best to do better next time. 
So hi, Kay, and hi, Isaac. It's so amazing to have you both here as my first podcast guests. I am firstly going to ask Kay some questions, and then I will ask Isaac. So Kay, you're going to tell us a little bit about Isaac, your own story, and what led you to consider home education. Okay. Hi, everyone. So Isaac was privately diagnosed with autism when he was seven. He's now 12. He's an only child. I come from a secondary school teaching background, although this isn't necessary to deliver home education. Isaac's father is an electrical engineer and he has lots of aunties and loving grandparents. And everyone fully embraces our decision to home educate and has witnessed how Isaac has flourished during the four years that he has been out of school. We came across home education by chance, really, as I found out about it through an SEN support page on Facebook. I really wish I'd known about home education as a choice for Isaac much sooner, as this would have spared him from years of school trauma and self-harm. This is one reason why I wanted to do the podcast, as I hope I can inform parents about this choice to make them aware of it, and also to dispel some common myths that may be putting some people off. Home education isn't mentioned as an option by schools or local authorities, and I believe it should be, especially for neurodivergent children, as the very nature of it suits them much more than a school environment does. Isaac attended four schools in total, the last one being a specialist school. So we've been through the EHCP process and the associated dealings with the local authority, with which I'm sure many listeners to this podcast are familiar. Isaac was experienced in daily meltdowns at school and he had numerous illegal exclusions and legal ones too as a result. We found that all four schools failed to understand and support his particular profile of autism. Mm, Thank you, that's so interesting Um, and I agree, I think it's really important. I had no idea that home education is never even addressed or mentioned as an option to parents. It should be, you know, it should be the first stage of that send information page on gov.uk, shouldn't it? it should. Yeah, yeah. And I did, I, I learned something before we even began this podcast because it is very specifically home education. As you've mentioned, that's the legal term. I kept referring to it as homeschooling. And thanks yeah. to you, I've now learned that, that it's not homeschooling um, because that sort of implies that you recreate the school at home which is not actually legally required of home education so homeschooling is better referred to with things like what we went through in lockdown that's correct so that's really interesting okay so so you found this facebook group um and and discovered a bit about home education so what were the steps that you took what were the first few weeks like what is it like now and and how do you feel isaac has responded was a specialist school, the legal legal pathway for deregistration is to write to the local authority to seek permission to deregister, and they shouldn't withhold this permission unless it's very exceptional circumstances. But if a child attends a mainstream school, including those that have units attached, then you just write to the school instructing them that you will deregister your child, and then the school will inform the local authority. 
and there's lots of letter templates using the correct legal terminology that's available through home education charities and websites and for us the first few weeks and in fact months were a little rocky when we first started <laughs> Isaac was still obviously carrying with him a lot of school-based trauma and it took about three months for him to stop having meltdowns although these were much less frequent at home and they've been daily at school we also looked at different websites for learning and it was initially a case of trial and error as we found those that were a good match for Isaac's learning style and discarded those that weren't. We also looked for many social and educational groups for Isaac to join and I found most of those through Facebook. I think Isaac was a bit nervous to start with but it was actually pretty amazing how quickly he made friends and how the other children accepted him, which was so different from school, where he was kept isolated a lot and ostracised. And for me, it was so refreshing to be just another mum and not have all the complaints and the comments from parents and teachers that become so upsetting for me when he was at school. Mm. So we've been home educating now for four years, and it's absolutely incredible to see how Isaac has transformed. He has so many friends that he sees regularly, and he has no more meltdowns. He's funny and happy, and he has so much enthusiasm for his interests, and he has the freedom to pursue them. He has a thirst for knowledge, and he has developed a truly independent learning style where he'll do a lot of research on his own, and he's already achieved some qualifications at age 12, and we're all really proud of him. Wow, what, what qualifications are those? Isaac? So he's got some qualifications in farming, um, he's got a qualification in arboriculture, which is forestry, Wow! and um, he also has some qualifications um, and he has a bronze arts award, which is a, uh, he did in 3D printing, didn't he? Gosh, fantastic. So do you, you have to follow sort of certain subjects up to GCSE? Do you get to totally forget about GCSEs? Do you choose your own subjects that you want to do? Yeah, so there's a lot of freedom with home education. So some home educators choose to completely go away from the national curriculum and they don't follow it at all. Some people follow it as you would at school and others perhaps a blend of both of those. Um, and with exams, it's up to you what you do. Um, you don't have to sit all GCSEs that you would in school. We've got friends who have done one GCSE per year and achieved really, really high result. Um, but we haven't, they haven't had the stress that they would have had had they sat their exams in year 11 at school all in one go. So there's, there's a lot of flexibility depending on what works for your child. Okay, great. And you um, access the resources from these home education websites? Like how? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. Yes. Or you're signposted to where you can find them. Fantastic. I think that dispels one of those big myths about it being very isolating and not having much support, you know, doesn't it? So, so yeah. And, and going on to myths, um, it's it's quite funny because... I think one of the biggest myths is that you do almost have to be a teacher in order to home educate. And I know that teaching is your background. <laughs> so, you, 
<laughs> so the assumption is, I think, from a lot of people is that like as a parent, you have to have remembered everything you were taught and and remembered your maths all the way through school. And I don't, me personally, I don't think I could teach beyond age six maths. <laughs> um, so hopefully you're going to dispel that myth for us. But But also the other ones like, you know, immediately people seem to go, oh, I could never do it. You know, so I'm guessing that that for them means something like, I'd, I'd need to a have a special space at home. I need to be organized and do so much planning. I need to be like a teacher. I need to, you know, I'm going to be trapped in the house. It's going to be isolating. My child's not going to make any friends. Those, those are the kind of I think people's assumptions of what it is like. So you're going to dispel a few of those for us now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um... I think for me the, the biggest myth is about socialization um we go out lots and lots and lots so he's socializing there and then and it's the question i get asked the most by people that meet us does he socialize i'm worried he doesn't get out and socialize and something similar to that um so sometimes we have to plan rest days because we're out quite a lot um and there's more clubs and groups and events than there are days of the week and so obviously we can't do all of them. Um, and in a way, home education is a misnomer because if you wanted to, you don't actually have to be at home at all. There's so many places you can go where education can take place outside of the home. Yeah. That, if you wish to be at home for part of the day to be learning at home, then you've got that flexibility as well. Isaac's attended all sorts of groups. He's done art clubs, farm school, forest school, DT, pottery, and mixing with children of different age groups, different backgrounds, and grown-ups as well. And he has regular one-to-one -one play dates. Um, and for me, as a parent, it's the support and the friendship of the other parents that's really helpful. Um, so going back to one of the other myths that you mentioned, you definitely don't need to remember your own school days. And I've heard some people say that if you can't remember them, then it can't have been that good an education anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, for us, what we found is if there is a topic that's challenging, then you learn it together. And that's what we do for maths, because I was never very good at maths, and I'm learning it now with Isaac. And sometimes he even teaches me. Um, so home education allows you the freedom to choose. You don't have to follow the national curriculum, but you can if you want. Um, and you don't have to take any exams, but again, you can if you want to. And one of the best parts of home ed is that it can be completely tailored to your child's needs, which is why it suits so many neurodivergent children. Yeah. And it's not boring at all. There's always lots of opportunities out there if you want them. And one of the biggest pluses for us is that Isaac can tailor a lot of his education to his passions and his interests. And these are opening doors for him in terms of future career pathways, which is important to us. Yeah, you know that focusing on their interests and idols and is absolutely vital, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, such a simple thing to do. Really fascinating. And so finally, my question for you, Kay, is, um, you know, what, what support do you get as, as a home educator and, and how do you find that level of support? Okay, so initially for me it was Facebook and there is a central group for where we live um, and there's also different groups broken down by region as well as county 
um, and they tend to list the varied activities and educational opportunities that are available, as well as offer advice if people ask certain questions. And there's also national groups as well. And there is huge support from the home ed community itself for other mums and dads and children, and they all have advice and support. And some families that we know have been home educating for many, many years and have a wealth of experience. At group meetups, there are always plenty of conversations revolving around the things your child is doing or learning or the particular philosophy that you follow. And all styles of home ed are embraced and neurodiversity is very much respected and supported. So there's no definitive way to home educate and you can research many different styles in books and online. So families tend to develop their own blend of what works for them and their children. And there are also home education charities that are great for the legal side of things and help you when it comes to communicating with the local authority. That's amazing to hear. You know, I mean, I can't I can't pick up a single negative about this process. And like you mentioned in the beginning, it's obviously it needs to be put on parents' radars really early on in the education process because it deserves, even if you think it's something you couldn't do, it deserves to be investigated and learnt about what it actually involves, like you've so wonderfully described for us today, because it's it's just all positive. I mean, I can't, sounds like such, I, I know it's positive from, from how I see you and Isaac today compared to <laughs> four or five years ago, so... So thank you. That's really, and also it's not, it's not daunting. You know, you've gone onto a Facebook group, you've easily managed to access the home education charity sites and, and you found help. And, you know, yes, the first few rocky months, but that, like you say, was dealing with past traumas and, and, and you're off and away. So thank you. That's amazing. Right. Isaac, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Um, I, I can't tell you how thrilled I am that you have agreed to come on to this podcast. Thank you, Isaac. And you are my first, you know, actually autistic guest. So I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon. <laughs> um, so, right. My first question, what did you feel when mum suggested home education and told you that you were maybe not going back to school? Well, I'm quite surprised, really, because I didn't really know it was a thing. Yeah. Um, I just, I guess, really happy and relieved that I didn't have to go back. But then I guess I was a bit worried because it was, you know, new things and I don't really like new things. But I got over that quite quickly because it's just amazing how many people and friends that you can make so quickly because everyone's so nice and nice community. And... The first three months were a bit tricky, like Mum said, but there were, but that was understandable. So, mm. But after that, it's just been great, really, and nothing really bad about it. That's amazing. Thank you. What 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 do you like best now about being home educated? Probably the amount of friends I have because I didn't really have any at school. No. I mean that's that's the most um that's the most amazing and surprising thing to hear because that's the biggest myth that that you know children you yeah and and yet you've you've made more than you've ever had and and you it's so, that's so wonderful and it it does just go to show that when you're in a 
when you're around people who accept neurodiversity, you then can make those friendships, no matter how different the other children are or what their ages are. So that's really, really positive. And, and what's been the hardest part for you? Um, no hard parts. <laughs> question because there's not really, but it probably would just be feeling a bit nervous going to the first couple groups. But after I've made friends and things, it's just great. Honestly, that's so lovely to hear. Just be no looking back. And I can, I can, I can fully believe that you probably were, you know, nervous, obviously, and also not really wanting to trust that it was going to be okay because every other school and every type of education before that had had not been right. So you learn to sort of guard yourself a bit, don't you? Yeah. Wow. So absolutely no looking back. That's fantastic. Okay. And finally, what do you like to do in your spare time? And I'm guessing now that there are definitely some new interests that you've discovered since you've been home educated. Definitely. So I love working with animals and um, being in nature. And I discovered that I'm, I really like wood carving and I'm really interested in, in farming and forestry and I have qualifications in farming and forestry and an arts award. I also really like doing bushcraft. That's um, amazing. So now you just need your parents to buy you a farm, is that right? <laughs> well, actually, you, you'll become a farm manager so one day and, you know hopefully and that will be amazing is that what you'd like to do one day well i'd like to be a tree surgeon but i like working with animals and gosh that's i you know i listened to another way more professional podcast than my own and it was um they'd asked a very sort of um highly qualified but autistic woman they'd asked her help to do a huge countrywide survey in the states about um, autistic people and neurodiverse people's quality of life, what they thought a good quality of life would be. And they've, they haven't completed the survey yet, but they have interviewed like hundreds of thousands of autistic individuals. And, and one sad part was that so many of them didn't even realize that they, that they were allowed to be asked that question. You know, they just assumed they didn't almost deserve a quality of life. But the biggest two categories for them that came up so far in the survey is time in nature and time with animals. And, and those are exactly the two things that you have embraced and that have made you happy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. That, that's wonderful to hear. Um, I'm so excited to, um, to follow your journey and to, and to see where you, where you end up working and, and where your career goes. And that's just so amazing. So thank you to both of you, Mum and Isaac. What an absolute treat that was to speak with Kay and her son Isaac about home education. I apologize profusely for the sound quality. Um, very technologically challenged first ever guest podcast. I was actually pretty nervous. It's pathetic really, but, um, I think I maybe haven't clicked or whatever muted the computer like audio or something my son told me to do before he, before he left for work this morning. So um, yes, I think um, my voice is probably really loud and you might have to turn your volume up a bit to hear Kay and Isaac properly. So please bear with me, um, work in progress and hopefully 
Each guest interview will improve and I will retain the instructions I am told by my son and podcast editor. So thanks everybody and just hoping you have a great couple of weeks and looking forward to obviously the next episode and the next guest I have on. Please do email me anytime at trish at autismthreads.co.uk and equally if you have more in-depth questions for Kay, I know we've really just touched the surface and I'm sure when it comes down to the specifics, if you're interested in home educating and want to really, really fully understand about how you get that education in and where to start, uh, please do email me and I will put you in touch with Kay, who would be delighted to um, to get in touch. I will also add some references that Kay mentioned, the Facebook groups and websites, etc., on the podcast notes that you can access if you follow the podcast okay take care everybody don't forget you are not alone and your child is going to be okay 